sometimes the man of your dreams turns out to be a monster. CNRMD, the Swamp Thing edition, contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, please do not continue to listen. The Defender of the Green. What is up, everybody? You're listening to DC on RMD Swamp Thing edition on Rain Man Digital. If you're listening from your desktop, you can take us mobile or an iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. While you're there, Rate, review, subscribe, do all those great things for us. It helps us out a lot. Today, we will be taking our adventure into the swamp. And with me in the studio is David. Hello. Steven. What's up? And Mike. Hello. So we're going to take our adventure here on the third show out of the DC Universe. And I, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but right off the bat, I feel like these shows are getting better as we go along. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I mean, honestly, it is so weird for me because we came into this app and we're wondering what the fuck is DC doing as being like the DC showrunner for the network. I'm in that same boat sometimes wondering (laughs) what the fuck's going on and Titans hit Doom Patrol hit. And now it looks like Swamp Thing's a hit, at least for me. Um, It was everything that I expected and more. um, And I can't be more excited about covering this. Yeah. Agreed. Same here. So, um, Right off the bat, let, let's go around the room. What what were you expecting out of this, David? For me, uh, well, I'm I've been I, just like uh, the Doom Patrol that we covered. Uh-huh. Swamp Thing's been like another one that's been major a major comic book for me in my life because it's part of the Vertigo line, mm-hmm. and that Vertigo line was just that's my wheelhouse, and I loved Swamp Thing ever since I started reading it back when I was a kid. And even when I was a small kid, I was introduced to Swamp Thing when it was like the tales of uh, suspense, I think. Okay. And like those were really cheesy. They were cheesy. And then when you get to the Vertigo line, you started seeing Alan Moore get like metaphysical with it and then more horror with it. So I was hoping that they would actually go the horror route, especially after seeing the trailer. The horror route? The horror route. Yes. Horror I was route. hoping that too, especially <laughs> with Abby Arcane. When, mm. he says, <laughs> when he says the horror route, he's talking about the tr- uh, t- uh, teaser trailer when she's laying in the uh, thing. And oh, okay. I know we all look for nipple because I did. <laughs> I mean, it's white top in the swamp. Yeah, well, that's, like, yeah, that's the first thing I look for whenever a woman falls into water. Like, nipple. I'm like, nipple, nipple, nipple. nipple. <laughs> a nipple's nipple. going to show. <laughs> So, so, um, so, so you, you're a big fan coming into this. I'm, I was a huge fan into it. I was hoping that it was going to continue the trend that DC Universe set set already with Titans and Doom Patrol. Okay, it's Steve. I know you. I've been a massive yeah. uh, in massive anticipation for this, and and I will confess my my uh, comic reading of Swap Thing does not go as as deep as what you're you're talking, uh, David, but. I grew up on the old Swamp Thing. The TV show? The TV, the TV show, show that was on USA. <laughs> and then that segued into the cartoon series, and I had a lot of the toys. And I loved that TV series, man. I watched it religiously, and, oh, and yeah. I thought it was so much fun. And even the cartoon, as lame as it was, when I was a kid, it was awesome. Um, so I was really excited about this but then at the announcement. But when I saw the trailer for it and, and what looked to be the tone that they were setting for it, oh, yeah. I was all in. You were all in at that point. All in. Well, and and I know you you said you hadn't read the comics, and I was the same way. I had read a few. This is what I actually love about the DCU app, was right before they (laughs) they released it, they're like, here's this run you should be reading. And I'm actually on my TV reading comics. Like, no lie, just scrolling through because it's bigger than my phone, and I'm getting old, and I can't see. So I was going to do that, (laughs) and then I downloaded, like, a Batman one. I didn't like how it changed from pain to pain in the comic or panel to panel. but Weird. Steve didn't like the way something looked. <laughs> well, the interactions were weird. Whatever. So, I, but I saw that they had that. So I need to go into the catalog. Oh I need yeah, to, the you catalog know. is actually really vast. Yeah. yeah, and and I think that's another thing that we're getting out of the DCU app that helps out a lot. And I think that's one of those things I wanted when it actually came out was I want new shows, but I want you to reference the source material Mm -hmm. because I think all of us kind of get off on that when we look at it and we're like, Oh, I recognize this from this pain of this issue and all this other stuff. And And it's cool when they relate those things back. The only thing I haven't seen them do. And I think we may have talked about this a while back on, on another show 
is if the content curators were able to meta tag certain issues that tied directly to plot lines of specific episodes so yeah. that you don't have to do the hunting and pecking. That, that would have been really nice. It, yeah. And they could always do it. And I mean, like the, the thing was up to this point, they have not that just like what you said, Bobby, they, they call back to a lot of issues with the other series, like Titans. I was surprised that so the Easter eggs that mm-hmm. you found in Titans, but in doom patrol, they're, everywhere <laughs> like if you knew the comic you were like oh okay that's where that's coming from well and that always helps out with and as long as those easter eggs aren't like in your face yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but yeah. it works for the narrative yeah for sure but that that always like makes people like us nerd out on things when we see those little subtle things that come up so so mike what were you looking forward to in this um honestly exactly what we got i am a big swamp thing fan i more or less by by way of Constantine, because I'm a Constantine homo. I think most people know that on this network. And because they're they're a partnership. That's his grinder. They're name. the odd couple. Uh, that's my grinder account. Constantine, <laughs> Constantine homo. Constantine homo. Don't give me ideas. <laughs> no, so I love that whole odd couple vibe. And especially with the new 52 era, I know a lot of people, DC fans, want to put their nose at it. You know, put their nose up at it. But I like what they did with that and bringing both those characters into mainstream DC continuity because then we've gotten Justice League Dark. So everything that I had hoped we would get, we actually got in the first episode. I mean, we had Madam Xanadu, which that I was cool, which I didn't even think we were going to get that until um, I saw a, a promo mm-hmm. about two or three weeks ago before the premiere. And then when I saw her pop up, I'm like, shit, we're like two characters away from having justice league dark. Yeah. And I got giddy about that. So yeah, well loved it. And uh, I'm sure that giddiness has died for most of us. And we'll get into that in the second half of the show. Yeah. I went limp. Uh, uh, my, yeah, my penis totally. went back in like a swamp turtle. Yeah, it, 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 oh, God. <laughs> All right. Today we'll be breaking down and discussing season one, episode one pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Abby is forced to confront her own demons when a mysterious virus breaks out in her childhood home in the bayou. Directed by Len Weissman, written by Gary Duberman and Mark Vanderhen. Verheiden. Yeah, whatever. I'm not. Verheiden. Very good. The Aryan race boy over here knows how to pronounce it. So nice. I, I think right off the bat, we were. The tone was set right away. Um, I am not a horror fan at all. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> um, I think that is well known amongst everybody that I don't like that anxiety that shows bring. That's how you know you're alive, man. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting there and within those first like five minutes of the first, first like yeah, well, before moments. Get, yeah, before we even get to the opening scene, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I don't like this. Oh, the black guy's <laughs> definitely going to die. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it, it's setting that tone right away that I know we're not going to get this. And I think that's important for these kind of Berlanti run shows because, again, we come from the CW universe of everybody's shipped, everybody's campy, everybody's this. And even though that we've had things bright and optimistic yes, and feel mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even though that we've had two shows before this that have turned into things that are normally what I would watch, it's hard for me to break myself out of that thought pattern of this is what I'm going into with these that's, DC that, shows. That's what you were yes. expecting or accustomed to. Yeah, it's, it's just it's it's the familiar thing for yeah. me after you know covering these shows for four years. I agree with that. In fact, that's what I was expecting with a lot of these shows, especially with Titans. But once Titans premiered and it was, I was blown away by it, and then the creative team they brought on board for Doom Patrol, then I was like, okay, well, I see what they're doing here. And then the creative team behind Swamp Thing, that's also that that's also another thing that allowed me to relax a bit because Lynn Weissman is the dude that started in the prop department, an art director and got to start doing underworld, you know, and that's a pretty fun franchise. It isn't brilliant, but it's fucking fun as hell. It's really fun. And then you have Mark Verheiden. How you say that Aryan brother? Verheiden. Verheiden. And he's the showrunner of the, one and only season of Constantine and half a season. <laughs> yeah. Half a season. And what we got from that show was pretty fucking great. Yeah. That coming from a Constantine fan, much better than the TV, the movie that I did enjoy, but he got everything right in that TV show. So I expect him to have that same tender loving care with this one. Well, yeah. And, and 
again, we, we covered the Constantine show. It's out there in our catalog if you guys want to go back and listen. But a lot of that talked about the tone and the, the visual effects and everything going into it. And this is where I kind of, I won't say I was worried going into this episode, but I didn't know what to expect because a lot of times when they do it, you get a lot of the computer animated, you know, not practical effects coming through and you're just like, will this work? But they in did this a beautiful way? blend. Yeah. It's a beautiful blend. They did in this pilot. Yeah. Because like, yeah, there were times when it was CG. It was obviously with CGI, yeah. but then you see like those moments where they go for the great detail and it's all practical effects. Mm-hmm. Mm, I busted a load did, did every you, time. Every time every there was time. a practical effect. Yeah. I mean, that mm-hmm. scene where that guy was on the slab, the body thing, <laughs> and the vines are coming out of his mouth. That's not CGI. The yeah, obvious, yeah. yes, is CGI. But when his body's lifted off that off slab, slab and he falls to the ground, that's all practical. Yeah. And, and those are the things that are my biggest fear because it looks real. It looks and, real. And I believe that this is what the fuck is happening. That's why, <laughs> that's why the first, like what you were saying is about the first moments of that episode. It just blows you out of the water because it's like saying, okay, we're going to shock horror you. Did you guys think um, initially that, that we were getting swamp thing in the right first away. five minutes? Yes. Cause it felt that way to me. I was, I was really surprised that basically, yeah, they went automatically swamp things around. But we didn't get introduced to Alec yet, Alec Holland. That's why. That's why I just thought: Are we just starting this off right with Swamp Thing? Like that's ballsy. We're just gonna get flashbacks on how. Yeah. How? I mean, ultimately, that's not. That's what, what we I got, originally. But... Uh, that's why I was like thinking: Is like okay, where well, they're gonna establish that Alec Holland is already dead, and he's now the Swamp Thing. Hey, spoiler: <laughs> People don't know he dies. <laughs> Well, he's he doesn't ish. exactly die ish. So, I mean, he's alive in a different way, <laughs> maybe a better way. Maybe I don't know. I don't know some of those some of those things that basically you saw some people go through. Dude, you can make his dong as big as possible. Well, though. once he learns how to control <laughs> it, he can kind of form into anything. Yeah. So, I mean, if we get another, it, we're not going to get three seasons or even four. But I mean. <laughs> yeah so uh i I think that's what kind of you know we set the tone and it wasn't a vancouver type area like everything that they filmed you know obviously in the song did you just fart vancouver (laughs) (laughs) because everything looks like it's vancouver yeah oh you mean the beach that looked like it was a lake (laughs) that was in vancouver no waves no no waves well, some of that was shot on a on a set like like they did Dagobah. I, I saw some behind the scenes stuff posted on their their Twitter account earlier, and it was they they made a big they, swamp. Yeah, they went out of their way to actually make everything like practical. Yeah, like they they went. That's how you got to do it out and above and beyond anything that I could have actually thought they would. That's why you got to do it. I'm keeping my eyes open. There there aren't any yet, but I'm hoping there's those visual effects blogs that I follow that have some of these behind the, behind the scenes. Uh-huh. Oh, they have start to start dropping them out because, dude, the visual effects, my visual effects buddies, I guarantee you, they are going to be overly uberly excited about this show even if they're not in the swamp thing they will start watching it once they find out what they're doing on the this crazy, show the crazy thing i got from the vibe just from the first opening act was like it almost had a thing type of feel to it, it. exactly because like you had like the body horror element but it was mixed with swamp thing and then suddenly you had like this tone like i felt paranoid yeah, throughout like, the entire thing. It was yeah. it's different than like, you know, going to a horror movie and saying sitting on your edge of your seats and you're like, I don't like this. The anxiety. Yeah. No, this is like there the was old feel of tension and yeah. paranoia. And, and it, I, I was feeling like I was watching the thing all over. And, and when that thing when, when the uh, this body came up off the slab and the tentacles oh. were all flipping around, it was very much. It was very like much like a, like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know what the thing is to me? The Adams family. Oh. No, it's the furthest <laughs> thing from my mind. We, we need to do a show of all the things that Bob hasn't, hasn't seen. seen. You haven't seen John Carpenter's The Thing. He, I, he li- would never he doesn't see watch it. horror, right? He doesn't and the, watch and horror. The, and the list of the things I haven't seen would be uh, would amaze you. Holy so. balls, man! You got to remember, Bobby. Bob said it right there. It's his. It's not in his wheelhouse. I, so I he get probably it. Never saw the thing. And so, um, let's get into the acting side of this real quick. And the castings that they did, because um, a lot of times 
we know from historically from TV shows that it takes like five or six episodes for characters to find their groove, mm-hmm. to, to find themselves. And you, you, you look at certain characters and you know it's awkward when they're talking that they don't understand what was going on. I did not get that out of anybody that was cast. No. It almost feels like that these people have been doing these roles for years. It's almost like they got actors that didn't just reside in Vancouver. Vancouver. In, mean, in the bullpen. They actually pulled <laughs> actors from Los Angeles. People mm. with experience. It's like they almost cared. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Abby, the, the, well, even, even uh, Holland, but the, the woman that's playing Abby, um, she was very natural, and I have not seen her. I like anything her thigh else. gap. I'm just gonna say. Oh my god. Oh my god. Just gonna say I'm not it. gonna argue, but I'm just gonna say. Uh, she, she felt very natural, and, and I, I don't know if she has a long history. I, I really didn't look her gap? up. Oh god. <laughs> I think uh, the big thing that she was in was Teen Wolf. Okay. The, I, the I didn't. I didn't watch MTV that one. Teen Wolf. Yeah, I didn't watch that. And then like, but. I was actually really surprised that. Oh, that's her. Yeah, that's her. Oh, she's hot. Yeah. I didn't, oh my gosh, Crystal. she's she. Holy fuck, dude! T- Teen Wolf. She was hot as hell. Yeah, Crystal Reed. She oh, looks so. a lot different in this show. So I need to go back and watch that. Uh, the, the first, se- the first two seasons of Teen Wolf are actually good. Okay. Yes, they are. Surprisingly, but I was actually really surprised with the the choice of actually making Abby the main character. Yeah, because I was expecting Alec. I was expecting Alec Holland, but then they would chose Abby. But the thing was, just like you said, the actress that they chose made it more palatable for me. Like I liked her performance enough where it didn't bother me that wait a minute, she's not Swamp Thing, she's not Alec Holland. Yeah, but Abby, but we're Arcane, following her. Abby Arcane is just as relevant as she Alec is, in the stories. Like she, she, she's his spouse, his partner in the comics. So to have her around. As the face of the show, show. kind of makes sense because you can't. And we talked about this, David, on Doom Patrol. You can't really have, you know, a bunch of faceless people. No one's ever going to care. That's why they found in that show. They found creative ways to bring, you know, Brendan Fraser out of Mm. behind that 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 mask and Matt Bomer out from behind that mask. And the same thing with this show. I mean, Alec is Swamp Thing. And you can't just follow a show around where a guy looks like a swamp, swamp thing. Yeah. So I think Gilly. it was smart because because it was Abby Arcane, it really wouldn't have worked with anybody else, in my opinion. Because yeah. to Swamp Thing fans, she is just as important as Alec. Well, yeah, and I think so it does work. It's interesting though, too, because you're seeing you're seeing it through her perspective, her, her right? First perspective, her yeah. first perspective. And, 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 and I like that. Um And I didn't expect that either. No. And and I like they gave her that backstory of 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 how she left and she was coming back and that tension that that occurred there and her childhood trauma and all that from losing her friend and it really set her set her up and what what you expect in her as a character and so you, you can see she has a vested interest in helping this community there you know it, it was a smart move it was a smart move at well, the end yeah, in setting her up, it wasn't like her storyline was one of those things like, I don't care. No, you cared almost immediately. You cared Im- immediately. immediately. That was yeah, the weird and, part. And they tied, they tied you right in. And we're talking, what, 30, 30 minutes, 35 minutes into the show. If, yeah. You know, and you're you're already buying into whatever they're doing. So the storytelling and the writing and the acting has all come together with the special effects and Fast. just the tension and, you know, Steve, you, you put in the notes, you know, just about even the music choices and some of the grading that they were doing. Yeah, the, the color grading and setting how the look, the visual look of of the entire episode, it's desaturated. It feels swampy even swampy, when you're not yeah. in the swamp. And, and the music was it had those elements. I don't want to say walking deadish, but kind of that where you have like kind of those those deep synths and those string synths. And it's just it adds to the ambience yes. and then the the overall vibe you get with the show. That way you never feel like you're getting pulled out. In mm-hmm. fact, like throughout the throughout the entire episode, I felt I kept being pulled in just because of the uh, the ambience that they were putting forth. And, you know. I, I was just, uh, if you're a DC Universe fan, you're just coming off of Doom Patrol that was fantastic. 
they had to set something really that stuck with audiences and said, no, you're going to stick with this series now. Well, yeah, it's totally it's, different. You're jumping yeah. from from Titan uh, uh, Titans that had a completely different completely feel. Vibe. Yeah. And then you go to Doom Patrol and it's completely different yet again, like nothing you've ever seen before. I, I mean, even I would almost say maybe Guardians of the Galaxy like, but not even that. It's like so zany and weird and some of the shit that they're doing. And then. And then this is yet again a pivot. It's it's they're so unique. But isn't that isn't, that's awesome too? But that, that's, that's what I wanted. That, right. That's what yeah. we want. We yeah. don't want to walk into a show and go, this feels like A. This a. feels like B. And that's what we say about again. I hate bashing the CW shows, but we can now because they're but, canceling them. <laughs> that's what I feel like when I watch a DC on CW show. Yeah, you, it's you, can, you can guarantee that it's going to feel the exact same way as the next show. I mean, Arrow, years ago, in years past, used to have its own vibe, its own feeling, seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. then slowly, as the years change, I can't distinguish it between The Flash, Legends, a little bit from Legends, and uh, Supergirl. It all has the same, like, wannabe clever quips. Uh, you know, you always have the same types of archetypes when it comes to the characters. It There is no way to distinguish them even the style the color grading it's all the same everything even everything. even when they choose to do a commercial break the beats of the of the episode are the same they're the same yeah and, and that's one thing i was afraid with the dc universe app that we would get kind of the same thing over and over and the fact that they're making it a point to specifically find a new genre for each and every show and not just hey this is the genre we're writing. No, they're giving us that style. Like you mentioned, uh, Steve, the stylistic choices they're going with back up the genre they're writing in. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the, the the way that they're keeping the stories separate, and even though Titans and Doom Patrol were kind of, kind, uh, kind of tied together, you know, with the backdoor pilot in Titans for Doom Patrol like we don't we're not calling for like a bigger universe or some fucking giant crossover. We want these things to stand on their own. And so far they are. Yeah. yeah. And the difference, the difference between Swamp Thing when it first, when you first get into the pilot, it just smashes you in the face, showing you how different it is from the other two. And, and they, it's almost purposeful, right? It's almost, almost purposeful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those that first episode of, of Titans, when when you see the 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 death of the foster mom, you know, the gunshot. Like I was, I I was like, holy shit! I can't believe I just saw that. Like it was intense. This is intense on a whole different, different level. Scale. Like it's, it's crazy what they hit you with immediately. So I think we've established that all four of us are pretty much into this, and you know, looking forward to the future. What future we have? Um, <laughs> it got swampy fast. Yeah. It got swampy fast. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're buying the next nine episodes like there's nothing that's going to make you guys turn away from this oh, right now. Oh, no. Not I mean, right now. it would have to go way off the rails. And I will fully confess, I stopped Doom Patrol maybe five episodes in. And it's not that I won't finish it. It just got a little bit too out there for what I was expecting. The first couple episodes, I was like, holy hell, this it was so solid for me. But there's other things that I'm also juggling while I'm watching. Uh-huh. So I'm going to come Your back balls, to mostly? it. Yeah, mostly yeah. my balls. <laughs> um, but but I need to get back to it when, when the timing is right. I needed to cleanse my palate for a minute from it. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the thing is like every single one of the series that they've released right now, it's almost like you have to take a almost like a palate cleanser when you start a new one. Because I, it's I would kind agree of like, with that, yeah. Because it's kind of like, I went in here and I was expecting a lot of things out of Swamp Thing, but I just got off of Doom Patrol and I have I have this high where it's like, oh, I had a badass season finale. And then you get to here and go, what the hell is this? <laughs> Some, a vine coming through a kid's chest? What the hell? <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. And watching it grow and carry that fucker up out of the boat. Oh like, my <laughs> God. That was like intense. Dude, that's art. Like that it shot, was, that beautiful. shot is just, yeah. It was gorgeous. I'm like, that is fucking art. And that's how some of the later graphic novels were actually, you know, drawn out. Yeah. It was, it's like a page ripped from one of the it, novels. It really that's is. why it was so great looking. What I appreciate um, so far, too, is the grounding in the science and them trying to find this cure for this thing that's growing in the swamp. And they're learning yeah. about what's being dumped and mutating the swamp. And it was really ironic the the day after the um, the pilot aired the next day. 
I was listening to a, a thing on NPR. I knew it was going to be NPR. No, no, this is this is actually relevant. And so they went into uh, this woman. These, this woman did some research about trees and how the interconnectedness between trees. And, yeah. and so they went and she she pulled all these Douglas firs and all these different tree types out of the forest and brought them into a lab and injected them with this radioactive dye just to, to watch and see is there any connected relationship between the trees. And what they were able to do is use a Geiger counter and trace over time that the trees network their roots and they share nutrients and they could see the isotopes, the radioactive isotopes traveling between tree to tree. And what they figured out was one major large tree can have a network of about 47 little trees, but it goes even deeper than that. It's not that the roots are connecting. It's mycelium is growing between the roots. Can you define, can you define mycelium? Mycelium. Yeah. It's, it's the fungus of, of mushrooms. Uh, That's a mycelium. And, and the cool part too, that whole thing, that whole thing. Also, I just wanted comes, to make sure he wasn't just like throwing words. No, <laughs> it's, it's the fungus, and so th- those fungal tentacles—they're like one tenth of an eyelash—interconnect yeah. between the roots, and the tree shares its sugars from photosynthesis to the mycelium, and the mycelium gives back all the nutrients it gets out of minerals and deposits, and so it creates a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And why that's relevant is when you think about the swamp and how alive it is. I want that sciencey side of it. Like well, my nerd is, meter goes off. Okay, the funny part with that though is there's a funny part of what he just said. Well, no, all that stuff <laughs> is also connected to is is also connected to the comic because later uh, in the pretty much the more recent parts of Swamp Thing when Swamp when Alan Moore took over, uh-huh. he wanted to create something like that where he crossed religion and science, mm. and that's where he came up with the green. Okay, so that is what I was going to mention to you guys as being because you guys are the big swamp thing guys. Now, I most people know this. I lean towards the supernatural side of things. That's what I prefer. Yeah. This seems to be more science based. Do you feel like they're going to eventually introduce the supernatural into this? I think they should because it would only make sense. That's that's what's rooted in the swamp thing mythos is the the whole backbone of the dc universe where it's the green the rot and the red because they don't quite know based on some of the the story elements they dropped on us with this episode yes they're using science and i like that because it gives this show a a grounded vibe which Mm -hmm. is what most of our shows even the the craziness of doom patrol they're still dealing with grounded issues but you also got to remember during that episode they were also trying to throw in a little bit of supernatural elements into it with the with the town where they're basically saying you know the swamp is taking it right taking it back that's Mm -hmm. where i was getting to yes so i feel like they're trying to introduce to those maybe those people that may not know a lot about swamp thing and they're trying not to do too much too fast like hey it's science guys a little more grounded don't worry relax enjoy what we're what we're showing you and then slowly they'll introduce that supernatural element and i have a feeling that's how madam xanadu will will eventually be fit into the show. The funny part is, though, Mike, what would you do if they introduce Constantine, though? They're not. Forget, they're not. forget, if forget anything, Xanadu. If anything, Xanadu, yeah. But if Constantine shows up right in the middle of the season to explain the, the green. If they do it, I mean, you kind of have to have them, too. That's you what have that's, to have them. We've talked maybe, about that. But maybe that's where they were leading towards towards the end to, like, set it up for the next season. That's yeah. That's how I could see it working. Um, what I worry about depends on how, how they do it. What I worry is that they go the route of true blood where true blood started in one way and then it went went sideways sideways fast. fast. Yeah. The, the only thing that I can think of is the replacement Constantine that we saw in doom patrol played by Mark Shepard, uh, Kipling Willoughby, Willoughby, right? Yep. Uh, And he's the replacement Constantine. In fact, he's the character that Alan Moore actually used in the comic right yeah or no no not he, alan moore not alan grant, moore, morrison, grant, morrison. grant morrison used in the doom patrol run yes um so if we already kind of get the idea that these shows and this is this how we're going to link them yeah and you don't really need to reference doom patrol you don't need to you just bring him in because he's not a part of the doom patrol and he can kind of explain things a bit from the supernatural side of things it could work so so we talked a little bit there about slow playing um, would you have been upset if Swamp Thing did not show up in this episode at all? 
No, so I actually, um, that was the one thing about the episode that if I were able to change it, if I was involved in the show at all, I don't think I would have brought it in at the end. I think I would have let it um, just end with him disappearing and then had it happen either towards or in the middle of episode two, like she has to go try to find him. Because I think back to like how Marvel introduced Daredevil and I, I don't think I would have... I mean, yes, it's the title character, but I think I would have teased out that tension just a little bit more of like what happened, especially for people that don't know who Swamp Thing is. See, I yeah. agree with you, Steve, that I think they could have baited us a bit. Absolutely. But that's because you and I and probably the rest of us in this room are patient and we understand how TV should work. Yeah. And then there's but, the other people that are like, oh, it's a Swamp Thing. Why is Swamp Thing not there? there? There were already people complaining in the trailer. There were people, if you go look at the trailer that came out two weeks ago, there were people bitching by the hundreds saying, oh, it's called Swamp Thing and it looks really cool and everything, but there's no Swamp Thing in the trailer. It's just a bunch of people walking around talking about science. That's what they said. I am not, I oh am not God. lying. But oh it's true. God. It's true. People because, are impatient. Like, people are impatient. Mass they, audiences are impatient. Great. They, go watch uh, Sex Island or wherever the <laughs> fuck it is. Love Island. <laughs> Come on. Whatever. Go watch that bullshit. Available on Hulu. <laughs> like I, I want storytelling like good old-fashioned storytelling that makes me want and crave more you know like a good lay yeah more abby crabby and more of that so before we go to break uh, any final thoughts on this episode mm, i hope i hope we see more of the practical effects that's for sure i hope um, sci-fi channel picks it up for a second season <laughs> I'm really hoping that basically they up the ante with the whole swamp and the green thing, because that is something that's really important. Mm. The, the swamp thing mythos if they weren't to touch on something like that. It just would feel kind of empty for you. Empty for me. Uh, Virginia Matson needs to lay off the Botox. Uh, she, so uh, is that a, is that a TV? I, like Virginia Madsen? No, no, no the, the, the Botox being part of Swamp Thing. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying because she, I used to really be a big, I am a big fan of her. I like her. Fan. And I think she's a very pretty woman. She's still very pretty. But uh, there's another show she was in um, with Kiefer Sutherland, Designated Survivor, two years ago. And the first thing I said when I saw her pop up was, Jesus Christ, you're a pretty woman. Quit messing with your face. Age, well, age naturally. There's so much. Father time. There is so much Botox. She has no movement. Movement in she her face. She has much chemical in her face as there is in the swamp. I thought she was going to be the swamp thing. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. I, yeah, I'm a huge fan of her from the moment I first laid eyes on her at the in Dune. Like the yeah. opening sequence of Dune, yeah. I fell instantly, literally in love. Like she is a goddess. She's and, great. And she's a good actor. Yes. But it's just, and I just feel like I hate when I see actors do that to themselves. Just stop. Well, it's the vanity, right? Like, I, look, but I'm sure women, when I get to be 55, I'll probably be hitting the needle too. Steve, you're almost 55 Her now and you look fine. <laughs> yeah. Heroin? Yeah, like Lou Reed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, with that, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, you'll see why we're making all the cancellation jokes. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. He's apparently whole fabric of society, so long as they and their weird way of doing sex is, is, is legitimized. That's what they want. Their weird way of having sex or doing sex. I mean, gay folk, they're not aliens. They're not from Trisomia 21. <laughs> they're human beings. They have sex the same way we do. They don't mind meld in order to fuck. <laughs> now then, they don't, maybe they don't place their fingertips together and they're orgasming. The way these, I mean, Thomas. The, oh, Jesus, uh, he's in the studio. Uh, Thomas, I mean, the way the gays uh, sign those leases for the latest Kia excursion. I mean, it's just, it's madness. The way they do those leases and buy those homes, and you mean with the signature the same way everyone I mean, their, else does? Their credit ratings are just exuberantly high for, for people from a lack of divorce. It's, it's true. I mean, they live a better life. They have more disposable income than the rest of us. But good golly, they're going to ruin society. <laughs> if anything, we can learn a little bit about economics and, and the life savings from the gay community. <laughs> for more Rainman, visit RainmanShow.com. What are you looking at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. <laughs> Geek Out Saturdays. 
and then like ants eat your remains. Like <laughs> those books got real dark <laughs> for kids. Or like one of them, like you get this is, the, this the is fact that Marvel's for... been doing it for ten years doesn't mean so, it's easy. Hold on though, take Marvel out of the equation and forget okay. that they don't even exist. Television has been doing this for decades. <laughs> and I stumbled upon it while I was hunting alligators. And this guy starts whistling at you. He beckons you. So I thought it was a mission, like a side mission. So I went, and then I realized what it was when it was too late. Yeah. I walked in. It's the guy starts And that's you. how they go out. Like, because the, the rebirth, when they ditched the new 52, because the new 52, they weren't always on the best of terms. They're back together, or, you know, they end up getting back together because they feel something they don't know. They just feel like the universe is pulling them together. Catch up on your favorite Rayman digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rayman Channel 001. This was going to be a completely different discussion until about 8 a.m. on this Thursday when we record these things. And I found some article on some random geek blog out there that said that Swamp Thing was going to get canceled. And I sent Mike a message and I said, I don't believe this blog. If you see anything throughout the day, let me know. Well, when you sent it to me, I had just entered, uh, it was like, what, yeah, like eight o'clock. Yeah. I had just gone into a staff meeting and I get it. And I'm like, is he fucking with me right now? Yeah. It's sad because uh, same thing with me. I, uh, when I woke up, I see my feed. That's the first thing that pops up. So it was confirmed by Hollywood Reporter that Swamp Thing is canceled less than a week after its DC Universe debut. Just six days after its debut on the DC Universe, Swamp Thing has been canceled. Only one episode has aired on the DC Universe. The remainder of the show will play out on the streaming platform. Cancellation follows the series, you know, reduction from 13 to 10. You know, uh, Hollywood Reporter asked, what's his name? Say the German name for me again. Verheiden. About the reduced order in an interview, but a DC Universe rep wouldn't let the man talk about it. Really? So this is the weirdest thing for me because it, it, it's it's odd that it happened um, so close. I think this is a, a bad thing for viewership of this show. In general, for the I think for the platform. For the app. Because the first thing that everybody says when they see the platform is that they are, oh, the DC Universe app is going to shit. That it's going to get canceled. And I think this is the, the, you know, the reputation that DC has developed from the movies. Yes. Is yeah. now going over into the TV stuff that isn't really true. Because you're, you're shaking consumer confidence. Yes. Um, and shareholder confidence. And shareholder sure. confidence. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of it has to do with Time Warner wants to put out their own streaming service, which owns WB, which owns DC. And so there's a lot of rumors going around that there might be these shows might be shifting or be part of a bigger platform later it, on. It still but it could be. It doesn't mean that you cancel this show. Yeah. No. So, oh. so what what do you think really happened here? Because we talked so much about the practical effects in our first segment there. You, you think they blew budgets? It, that, you know, it, this could be creative differences. It could be the budget of the show compared to the other shows. What do you, what do you think, David? Uh, I, mean, I was it's, thinking it's about this all day, <laughs> trying to figure out what in the world, why would they actually cancel this, especially after a really great first episode? And you have two successful series right before it. That have already been renewed for second seasons. The no only shit. reason why I, uh, I could think of was because of like what you alluded to, creative differences, or the fact that they looked at the series and said, this isn't exactly what we were hoping for, for the third series of of DC Universe because you got to remember the one right after this was supposed to be a, a series on Stargirl and Swamp Thing when you compare Swamp Thing to Stargirl, Doom Patrol and Teen Titans the one that sticks out is Swamp Thing and that's not a bad thing I don't think that's a bad thing. It's a, I don't it's, think it's a bad thing either. You, you diversify your portfolio, right? You, you want to have something that's a little bit of something for everybody. 
it's it's the weirdest thing and there's some behind the scenes type thing legends of tomorrow is our highest dc show and it's the odd one and out it's of the those. odd one out, out of the shows so there's nothing wrong with being this this odd thing out because again you're you're talking about a platform that's trying to build something for kids for adults like us you know for comic book readers for you want to go somewhere to go watch the old superman movies mm-hmm. you, you you are already there with the programming that you have on there cuz you know they they re-release young justice you know and they got their third season on there in yep. the cartoon and in the harley quinn cartoon which is an adult based cartoon well, so i was going to say does the dc i haven't looked deep does it does the dc universe app have some parental controls that allow you to kind of so you can can you set it so that Harley can't see all this craziness? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that type of dad, anyways. Well, I, I'm just wondering. But if anybody's going to set it, it's going to be for myself. That's so why. I'm not I, that's why I said is like <laughs> that's the only reason why I would see them canceling this series is because it's so out there that they're like going, wait a minute, this isn't good for the but, audience we want to reach. But then again titans look doom patrol has titties and i was shocked when i saw titties <laughs> i was happily shocked but but don't talk about brendan Fraser like that i know oh. he's got some titties um but but even titans it is some of the most brutally violent uh, a la, uh you know that first season of daredevil and even even punisher those are some really violent things and i think titans is more Ooh, violent uh, than those yeah. and in a good way i mean not that i condone ultra violence but i i thought it was very well done for the story that they're telling um i thought maybe part of the cancellation you know you look again we talked about before the show where the streaming numbers what what was their what was their metric that they were trying to measure against what were the goals that but they set see, see here's the thing and i've gotten this information from mike so mike can back me up on this it's the, a lot of their money is getting made because net, this is only service is only available in the united states mm-hmm. okay that that they're selling this show off and that's where the money's come a lot of the money's coming for from. the other markets globally yes to netflix it, was was the the number of of concurrent streams for the show at launch or even in the 48 hours following did those numbers not hit what maybe they had set for expectations for themselves i I honestly think this was canceled when they reduced the episode count when we first saw the rumor we first heard the rumor what two months ago and now they just somebody leaked it now if anything probably the showrunner because this is the second time that this has happened to him because he was behind constantine yeah that's what i was going to bring up was the fact that it also could tie into his past the the showrunner's past dealings. You think it's a little well, chip it, on the shoulder type well, it, thing? Well, it, it, it sounds very familiar to how Constantine it was shit-canned. Maybe he, he's toxic. Maybe he does not work well with people. Could, Who knows? Could be. I mean, I don't mind that it got dropped from 13 to 10. I didn't know that that, that rumor was circulating then. But I don't mind that drop in count because, you know, it was a formula that kind of got in the way of, of the Netflix shows. It's like you could trim it back a little bit, keep it a little bit tighter. I think 10 is a, is a good tight number you can work around. Like you're forcing it. You want to trim it back just a little bit. But so even, it can be a little tighter, right? Even Yeah. Yeah. yeah trim even back to people. Then, if it was, <laughs> oh I don't think if that's it was, how that works. If it was his past dealings, now by them canceling a second ser- series of his, I'm like going – it can't be just him. It has to be them because they have to have like this set ideal. Maybe he's going for a hat want. trick. Because I mean, Constantine. Mike, what else, Mike, what else do you like? I want to get him on that show so he can too. But like Constantine for itself was actually pretty decent. Yes, it was good. Yeah, and then you get the Swamp Thing, the first episode. Everyone, everyone has reviewed it and said. It's pretty much good. I the, think it was the, at like ninety three or ninety four percent. Yeah, the views uh, the the or the reviews that were out before the pilot aired to everybody. There was a, a guess a market segment that got early access to it somehow. I don't know. All of those were rave reviews, and that got me really excited for it. And then when it finally dropped on Friday, and I watched, I was like, "Holy hell! This yeah. this is amazing!" And then to have the this news not even a week later. Like what the hell happened in the last six days? And yeah. that's why that's why for me now it just turns the attention to uh, Warner Brothers and DC itself because it's kind of like what are okay, they doing? What are you guys doing? Because you have a really great product here, but you decide to cancel it. 
it doesn't make sense. It's weird because, and some people are going to bring up the, the Warner media streaming services coming out as why, as to why that got canceled. But again, doom patrol Titans are coming back for a second season. And even if Warner creates the streaming service, which they are like, even if they're thinking of, let's say, Hey, let's just collapse the DC universe. We don't really need it anymore. The guy at upfronts back early part of May, the executive of Time Warner specifically talked about DC universe, universe. and says, we're not sure what we're going to do with it. We may include it. We may ingest the content. Well, and see, we don't know. And, and this is the funny like thing. If you, I, I hate making the Disney comparison because we know Disney runs the world, but <laughs> movies anywhere started with Disney anywhere. And then they collapsed it when they got the other groups involved. So it's not like they can't turn something into something bigger. We've right. seen it happen in the past. Yeah. Let, 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 you know what? You know what would have saved the bad press today? It, is it, they should have they would have recasted like it, Affleck or something. So stupid. <laughs> no. Time Warner released. Um, I want to say earlier today an official press statement on their streaming service, and they attached a price to it. Sixteen or seventeen dollars is what they said, and it will include HBO and I believe they said Cinemax. You know what they could have done? HBO, Cinemax, and the DC Universe app. That would have saved all this bad publicity. People would have relaxed. It wouldn't have saved Swamp Thing, but it would have saved all the bad press all across the internet today, bashing the DC Universe. Or, or, yeah, or I don't know. Wait until episode eight or nine. And, and then, then announce, announce it. it. You because, have way too much logic. But I, I honestly don't think this was them. I think this was going to get was leaked, a leak, and they tried to get out ahead of it. Yeah. And, well, and and confirmed it. Here's the unfortunate reality. Up on to, Rotten Tomatoes, you were right. There's 24 critic reviews, or uh, and and it's got a 92. percent Meanwhile, in another tab, I have Game of Thrones season eight. And it has a 55%. <laughs> Swamp Thing, ladies and gentlemen, is better than Game of Game Thrones. Thrones twice the show Game of Thrones is. <laughs> yes. Twice. Almost twice the show at a fraction of the cost. Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Did you just look that up? Yeah, it's right here in front of me. <laughs> But also, Mike, this brings up another question, though. Should we should actually people be bashing DC or should they be bashing Warner Warner Brothers? It's time time Warner. It's time Warner. In this case, it's them. But they don't. Nobody looks at that. They look. They they don't. They don't follow the stream. And we all know that there's only basically what three or four big production companies that put everything out. It's been them forever since this whole issue with DC. It's them. It's AT and T and Time Warner. They don't know how to run franchises they have a great business model when it comes to regular television programming and movies but obviously they have no idea what to do with franchises that's why they're sluts they're whores for 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 television shows hey sci-fi channel you want a tv show we'll give it to you amc you want a tv channel stars you want to do some weird prequel on alfred here you go they, they license to everybody that the reason don't why, even give stars credit it was flickster oh it was, no, it was epic oh epic oh, epic, epic. It was epics. <laughs> the thing that disney is doing that they're doing better is that everything's consolidated that's why they canceled the shows on netflix because they're probably going to bring them back eventually probably on hulu time warner and Warner Brothers, they are whores. And they just want to <laughs> license, 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 and not really strategize at all. There's no strategy. And, and what's funny about that, even if you don't follow it as deeply as we do, there's been enough news and, and understanding out there for the past, what, five years now of, of the shit show that's been the DC film universe. Jeff Johns is going to fix everything. Fuck Jeff Johns. Fire yeah, him. Fire like, him. <laughs> it's all out there for years now, just how dysfunctional the, the Time Warner management and president and brass are. Like It, it just makes them look like fools because now yeah. they're dropping like their new thing they're doing now is they're releasing uh, story ideas that that were under Zack Snyder's umbrella when he was in charge and all you're doing. And then people, and there were people crafting headlines, making fun of these ideas. Like all you're doing is undermining what you've worked on. Yeah. Yes. The, the, what little goodwill that you've built over this, this, this small spark that could have turned into a, a swamp fire. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Yeah. We fucked uh, I, it up. I could only imagine if Mike released all the stupid ideas I tell him for Rain Man. Bits. I'm going to do it from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Rain Man was going to do this, this, and this. They were going to kill a guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> on air. 
with a trident. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you're right. It undermines everything that you do. It's, you know, people throw out ideas all the time. That's how you're creative. And, and that's how you get through the shit is you have these ideas. It doesn't mean that's what was going to be produced yeah. and, and locked and loaded. But like DC needs to get a handle on these fucking rumors. How come Marvel doesn't have these issues? Because you, Disney owns the uh, the news. And they own people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Time Warner owns CNN. Uh, CNN's not news. Oh, I'm sorry. Fake news. I forgot. It's fake news. <laughs> Swamp Thing probably had more viewership than CNN. <laughs> oh, man. Man. I mean, at the end of the day, you're you're right about the whoring because I have to look back at the shareholders. Like, as a shareholder, it, I get it. They all just care about money. I get it. But there has to be a subset that cares about money, not just for the now, but also for the long term and that strategy. That's quality, the thing. Oh, quality always equals monetary value. It does. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 I, you, yes, it may take time to get there, but quality will always well, win. And, You're investing. And you look, you look at the, you know, the, the show we just got done covering doom patrol and it didn't start out all just like the greatest thing ever. We watched the first couple episodes. We're like, yep. fuck, we need to do more of these. Oh, great. This is good. And then magically you watch the internet start catching on to everything that we've noticed within the first two weeks, people are going back to watch it. And I think this is what they're going to lose with Swamp Thing. As great as this is, the first thing that you Google about Swamp Thing isn't that episode two comes out in 12 hours. Oh. It is that they've been canceled. And so they've already fucked this show. Yeah, literally, if you Google Swamp Thing, the top stories at the top of the page are Swamp Thing canceled, Swamp Thing canceled, DC Universe canceled Swamp Thing after <laughs> one episode, and then it goes on and on and, and on. And, and, and the problem is with that one episode thing that you just read, people are going to look at it and think that that, that show doesn't exist anymore. And, and or that, it's bad. And, and, or, and, it's yep, bad. or it's bad. So I saw someone, exactly, and I saw someone tweet earlier exactly my thoughts, which which is why I said earlier we sh they should have waited until eight or nine episodes in if they could have waited and it didn't leak or if that's what happened if if you wanted people to watch it now you've given them no incentive to invest their time why would i invest if i'm just average joe watcher why would i invest 10 hours well, and, and honestly that's the thing that me and mike had the discussion this morning do we want to invest our time to our listeners and go forward with this and that's something that we're going to have to look at going forward well we'll see how folks respond to it yep. but i mean i'm i'm all in i'm gonna watch all 10 yeah and, yeah. and I, I think the people that sat down and uh invested the time in that first episode realized that there's something special there yeah and i almost feel like it's our duty to keep pushing that special note out to the people that listen and look for our advice on what to watch and so I'm hoping that they continue again. We'll, we'll find out here in less than a day. We, episode two will be out and we'll see if it continues the strong, you know, uh, going forward. So I don't know. Uh, that's going to do it for this Swamp Thing edition. Kind of sucks that we uh, ended on that, but I figured we had to talk about it because it was the biggest you news about to. the show. I mean, we can't, can't ignore just it. Ignore it. <laughs> It's the first thing that everybody sees, as Steve showed in the Google search. Uh, remember, you can always catch any past and future episodes on DCONRMD.com. Uh, remember, we're out there on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all those great things. Like, subscribe, comment, share, do all those wonderful things for us, and we'll talk to you later. The Defender of the Green.